0: uh but travis how you doing man i
1: know it's been a busy week yeah we sounds like we both had fucked up weeks from the sounds of things but it's definitely been a a grinder but happy to finally be able to sit down and and talk some racing you know we got the texas two-step tonight we're going to vegas this weekend we have some great races from fontana to talk about so yeah and before we get into it i guess we can get right into what i wanted to start with but uh past weekend there's a terrible accident uh that that made the rounds so at my local uh home track cocker motor speedway and uh yeah, made some news
0: yeah i was, I seen that come up on whatever saturday evening um but it sounds like you got some more details about it so let us know
1: yeah on the uh like local radio stations listen to during work they've been given news updates about it in the morning during the week so Uh, Last update I heard was yesterday, but as of now, two people are still hospitalized from the accident with non life threatening injuries. Uh, The track owner of Cocker Motor Speedway, Chris Martin, and his son were two of the seven people injured in the accident. Uh, They were actually just. What
0: what exactly happened?
1: So they were getting ready for a, a, a practice session, and a race car lost control, hit the retaining wall. Uh, on the front stretch and just went right into the pit area. And seven people, like, like I said, seven people were injured and uh, all with non-life-threatening injuries, thankfully. And uh, two were hospitalized. And as of yesterday, they've remained in the hospital. So that's uh, where we're at with that. But just like really scary stuff. You know, I wasn't even in the area, but to see, you know, uh, my local crib my local home track in the news for the wrong reasons it was definitely sad and glad everybody there is you know i hope the two people in the hospital still in the hospital are, are doing well and recovering well and hopefully those injuries aren't too terrible but uh yeah scary I mean, stuff for sure
0: no doubt i mean when i came across that news on sunday saturday evening uh i had sent it in our group chat there with the other guys and and uh uh, I guess I, I guess I had a little bit more information at that time, or maybe it was Sunday, but I know you didn't respond back until Sunday, and you were like, yo, that's my home track. And I was like, yeah, I knew that. That's why I put it in a group. Like I was like, dang. And, and at first, you always think like the worst, that somebody's definitely going to be. Uh, like I said, is the worst. So, glad to see it, that everybody's doing all right. Uh, I know you still got two people in the hospital, but glad it seems that everybody's going to be okay from that.
1: You know, I'll, I'll probably sound like a, a Karen here or whatever, but... I just think some of these local short tracks and in Cochrane included I'm sorry but you know they they have unacceptable safety standards and you know I you know I've said to my friends going to Cochrane before you know like we could see a really bad accident here we cuz they just have concrete barriers they don't have any actual walls there they just have concrete barriers so I mean something could go or I say something could it did it, it went wrong really quick and it's something I've always observed there and you know you see at other short tracks you know just you know you, you see some tracks that don't even have walls and you got cars just riding off the track wherever like Talladega short track comes to mind and like I said I know these tracks don't have huge budgets and I'll sound like a, a, a Karen for lack of a better term but some of these local short tracks seriously need to think about beefing up their their safety standards, and I know this is probably a wake-up call for for Cochran, and I'm sure they're going to change some things going forward. But scary stuff for sure.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, as I said I know the short tracks don't have quite the budget as these bigger racetracks, but safety's got to be number one priority. And it's more, I mean, as I said it's hard with a a small budget to be proactive. Um, you have to be more kind of reactive and I'm sure you'll see things change there at Cochrane uh, in the near future on safety upgrades. Um, so yeah, it's just something that these short tracks got to keep in mind when they are, are trying to keep it in the budget, but also need to be safe. So yeah, I won't call you too much of a Karen cause safety is number one priority and you never want to see anybody get hurt, whether that's fans or drivers. So, um, I know the driver kind of assumes a risk, uh, when he, when he gets in the car, you don't really, I mean, essentially you do assume a risk when you get a pit pass. So, uh, yeah, it's just something you gotta, gotta keep in mind.
1: Yeah. You know, I've stood in the pits there during races plenty of times and had I not been out of town and in Maryland, I probably would have been there Saturday night myself. So it's, uh, crazy to think about that. Uh, I'm not sure, you know. They had all the different. It was a it was a practice session actually for the start of the season. Uh, can't tell you off the top of my head when the first race is. I'll have to check in on that. But that's what uh that's what they were doing, and I mean that was they didn't even get the practice session going. From my understanding, that was like the beginning of the practice session when that happened. So dang, yeah, that's uh not good. Uh, they got. Crown Vics racing there this year—that's new. I was—I was texting you last week and saying I'm gonna go get myself a Crown Vic and uh, straddle in and start racing. I don't know what the what the equipment standards would be to race those, but I thought that was pretty cool. But nevertheless, uh, in the in the news for the wrong reasons. But you know, being that's a place close to home and close to my heart, definitely wanted to touch on that story. And you know, I I listen to the local radio stations here. In, uh, in middle Georgia, so they provided some updates that maybe have not made the national headlines. So figured I could provide that insight for anybody who was looking for more information about that. Yeah, I appreciate it, for sure.
0: Uh, exactly, I, I haven't even really looked up or uh, attempted to find any more information on it. Uh, but glad you, you got some more information for us. But with that, uh, we finally, I guess, we'll transition to the Outlaws. That now that they're finally racing again, um, back back on tour down in in Texas this weekend, two nights at the Cotton Bowl Raceway. So, uh, what you think about that?
1: Yeah, I, I'm 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 thrilled for for this race myself. You know, for this weekend, I put a I put a funny meme that our our buddy Burp shared earlier this week and i posted it on my personal story and our story earlier today you know like what's on your mind and it says often imitated never duplicated it's just like and like i mean i i've honestly though I've, I've been thinking about it you know this whole week that how exciting it is for them to come back you know after a month off and get to volusia and it's so exciting and then you almost like you lose all that steam so quick and then it's you're thirsty for it again so for them to get back at it this weekend uh definitely exciting stuff uh and i mean we've we had some sprint car racing over this past weekend actually the icebreaker at lincoln uh and freddie raymer took that home so that was a little uh soft i guess soft roll back in for some of these guys and now back to the big show this weekend in texas two-step and so i'm i'm pretty i'm, I'm thrilled for that and it's gonna be a fun night of racing
0: yeah it's it, we talked about it i just I guess now it's been a month whenever Volusia came around. It might have been when we had Chase on, how we talked about, oh, yeah, we finally get a year that hopefully we don't get rained out or whatever in the beginning of the year after Volusia. And sure enough, here we go again. Uh, it's been like that for, I think, like the third straight year. So, yeah, definitely glad to get get back ready for the Outlaw Tour um, and, and watch those boys compete week in and week out. And then you also touched on the icebreaker. Uh, Freddie Raymer got the job done up there at Fabulous Lincoln Speedway last weekend. Uh, picked up the win in the Icebreaker 30. And our buddy Brent Marks, uh, you have to, to look it up for me. He, he finished definitely podium. I uh, can't remember if it was second or third.
1: believe it was P2. P2 for Brent. Okay.
0: I know he was battling there. I've seen some videos of, of him battling with another car. And uh, I said I just couldn't couldn't remember if i seen it as second or third. But definitely a good, good uh, outing for him. And uh, I know Justin Peck was up that way. I'm not sure how he finished. But uh, I imagine he put on a pretty good show.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, um, so yeah, we had that to kind of get rolled back in this weekend. And then we'll go to Texas for the Texas two-step this weekend. I believe it was supposed to be around this time last year. And that's when Texas had that really big snowstorm. And we ended up having that race in uh, in the summer when it was, I think, or no, or was it in the fall even, maybe later. But either way, it was not in the in the early, I guess, winter, early spring like it was intended to be but because uh, of that snowstorm. But they're going to get it off without a hitch this year, as it seems, and we're pretty excited for it. We know it was fun racing there last year. I believe it was Brad sweet one night one there last year. And Sheldon Hodden Shield won a fun race on night two there last year. So to get back here to Cotton Bowl, it's uh, pretty exciting. And we know it's going to be a a great race.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I said, I'm being on the road. I don't really have much. I can't remember those races last year off the top of my head, to be honest. Uh, I said, I remember the ice storm more than anything from Cotton Bowl um, in the early parts of last year. Do uh, you got any more news or notes for us on that Speedway?
1: Yeah. Um, so, uh, one of the biggest stories is Donnie Schatz. Kind of like, it's like the last Infinity Stone. He's uh, he's looking to get in Texas. He's won at four tracks in Texas. Devils Bowl, Royal, Royal Purple, Battleground, and Lone Star. But he's never taken home a win at Cotton Bowl. He has a career, in fact, he has a career best of fifth. Has never even gotten on the podium at Cotton Bowl. So, Not a track that's been friendly to him. And the opposite of that is Brad Sweet, who has never finished outside, who has never finished off of the podium at Cotton Bowl. So, two opposite. Now, Donnie does run good here. He's never gotten a podium, but he's also never finished outside the top 10. So, so he finishes right in that five to 10 range. Uh, He. who else are we looking at? Uh Logan Schuhart has wins here. Uh or no, Logan Schuhart has wins at Devil's Bowl, but he uh he's he won three straight races there, but he has never won here at Cotton Bowl, so he's gonna be looking for one. Obviously we know Sheldon Hodenshield beat Brad Sweet in that awesome finish here last year. And uh yeah, uh that's that's the big stories I can think of for, yeah. for this one.
0: Yeah, I said it's not – we don't have many storylines to talk about with the Outlaws yet uh, just because, like I said, we've been, had a month break. So, I mean, who knows? Everybody's kind of gotten their stuff ready again. And uh, after this week, we'll have plenty to talk about. So,
1: We had Carson Macedo got got a win at Keller last weekend. He ran the the Tarleton number 21 and got a win there on the Dave Helm Memorial. So, keeping his skills sharp and going back home and got a, a big win for – for himself, not with the outlaws. So he's a guy that's going to be fresh and I'm sure hungry to, to get a win here this weekend. I'm
0: really excited. I, know last year I had to work on Saturday. And then when the race moved to Sunday, I wanted to stay in town and watch the Cup race instead. Yeah, I know uh, Port Royal has their opening weekend. Uh, opening day weekend this weekend, so uh, definitely getting me very excited for spring car racing season. Uh, I'm I'm really itching to get to a race here soon.
1: Yeah, same. I uh, obviously it's it's hard down here, but you know I don't know what um what things are going to be looking like the next couple months, but I'm definitely gonna. My goal is to make at least one trip up to Pennsylvania this summer and get to a race too. So. It's exciting times. I know uh I don't know if do you, do you know if Putty was able to make it there on Sunday or not? I know Burt No, was there.
0: I don't think he did. I think he was just waiting it out cuz he knew that there's plenty of racing to, to
1: come this year. I know bert was there, so that's uh that's cool for him and they're killing it over there with the High Side Hustle podcast. Definitely give them a listen to. Shout out to them. Good friend of ours and he's come on here before. great guy to talk to and they run a great program too and Talk to a lot of drivers on there. So he was out there hustling and grinding this weekend. So shout out to him and the high side hustle. We'll go give them a listen. Yeah, no
0: doubt. Real good guy. And uh, we'll definitely look to have him on uh, back on our podcast here. Now that the season's kind of really kicking off, once we get to the middle of the season, we'll try to have him on again. Uh, but, yeah, if you had to plan a trip, I'd say come up either during uh, – uh, Ah, what am I thinking of, damn it? Speed, speed Weeks? Week. Yeah, sprint Speed Week, or during uh, Summer Nats that weekend, so.
1: Summer Nats was the one I had circled.
0: Yeah, yeah so. way you hit an outlaw show. Yeah. See all the big guys, plus the posse. Uh, but, definitely uh, a good one.
1: Speed Weeks would be great, or, uh. Yeah, in
0: fact, this weekend, I haven't even looked at schedules really, like, comparing our race schedule to the races that I want to go to so I gotta sit down this weekend to kind of look at that now that we've gotten past daytona I was so focused on that trip that I hadn't even looked fat past it so yeah man. We,
1: we gotta uh, start planning the rose 1 through 10 Dega party
0: that's it <laughs> rose one through 10 tour 2022
1: tour uh yeah, ready man. for it you <laughs> have to be coming out soon and uh yeah, man, That's about all I got for Sprint Cars this week. Yeah, I mean, are we going to make predictions now for the for this weekend for Sprint Cars, or do you want to wait it. till the end? However you want to do it. I figure this is such a short segment, we should probably just put a bow on all Sprint Cars by doing our predictions right here. So that way, you know, it's a short, easy segment for our Sprint Car fans to listen to before the races tonight. It feels so weird recording so late, but... Uh yeah. yeah, we are racing tonight and tomorrow night. So, uh, we'll make some predictions. Right, well, I, uh, we got two. I, I two, have, by the I, way, I've, forgot to mention. Go ahead. Go I, ahead. I'm sorry. I, 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 no, was, I was just, just saying. I, I forgot.
0: Oh, my gosh. Go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just saying. I forgot to mention when I was doing our, uh, our What to Watch for that there are two home track uh, drivers competing. And Aaron Reitzel and Sam Hayford Jr. Sorry for cutting you off. Go ahead. My bad.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, I was just saying let's get into it because I've been thinking about my picks pretty much all, all day here. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. if you want to lead us off or I'll lead us off, who you got tonight?
1: All right, Friday night party. Uh, I'm going to go with the man uh, coming off a win recently. He stays hot. First win of the season for Mr. Carson Macedo. Ah, okay. First outlaws win
0: win is what you're saying, but uh, yep. Okay,
1: little t, little tease there, little tease there. I got you. Uh,
0: Tonight I am going to go with Logan Schuhart.
1: All right, all right. Yeah, he won three in a row uh, in Texas at uh, at Devil's Bowl, like I mentioned. So he's definitely looking to check off a win here too.
0: Yep, I look for him to get the season started off right tonight. So. All right, what about tomorrow night? Who you got?
1: Uh, he's never finished off the podium here, as I mentioned. So I'm going to stick with, you know, who's hot here. And I'm going to go with the big cat Brad Sweet to get his first win of the season.
0: All right, that's a pretty good pick. Um, I- I'm going to live and die by this guy, I think, throughout the whole year after my bold, bold predictions in the uh, preview show. I'm gonna go with Sheldon Haden Shield to
1: get the win tomorrow night. I was about to say you're looking so far so good there, but yeah. Um, so hopefully he right, can stay got, hot got for the you. One,
0: got, yeah, got one win on the week, on the year for already. So looking to stay hot, and uh, yeah, I think he'll pick, he'll do he'll do well this weekend.
1: Well, I guess that should about put a bow on our uh, our sprint car slash dirt portion of this podcast. I don't know what uh. What more there there would be for us to talk about at this point? So, I mean, anything you you can think of that we didn't mention? There's a new Open Red podcast that debuted. I saw that they credentials denied.
0: It. Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet, but I saw they finally dropped one. Uh, I'm surprised it took this long. Uh, well, yeah, uh, that's about that should be should about do it for the sprint cars this week.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, we can wrap that up. Enjoy the Texas two-step and then this will sound different because you won't be driving when we pick up, but we will pick up with the NASCAR NASCAR weekend in Fontana. All right. Well, it certainly was an awesome weekend of racing at Fontana we had, and we'll have a lot to look back at that. I wasn't able to be completely tuned into both of those races. I I did see them, but I wasn't like – completely focused on them but uh we had the Xfinity race on Saturday won by Cole Custer and then the cup race on Sunday won by Kyle Larson but do you want to start off with that Xfinity race like I said I was watching that at a pizza place and missed a chunk of it but I was able to see the end but do you want to do you're you driving right now so I don't know if you can give a recap or if you have
0: yeah I mean, I, I, I can just go back and tell you what I remember from it. Uh, I mean, you had the usual players up there dominating. I wouldn't say dominating, but a Cole Custer definitely had the dominant car all day. Um, it seemed like they would lose some positions uh, during a pit stop, which is kind of would be commonplace uh, with the Stuart Haas car, uh, I guess, like a second-tier Stuart Haas car, essentially. Um I'm sure they had a Stuart Haas pit crew, but they definitely struggled on pit road. But yeah, all in all, they had a really fast race car and and Cole Custer was able to go out there and put on a show for them boys.
1: Yeah, it was uh, definitely a, a crazy race. A lot of I almost ended up. So I picked Kyle Larson and I picked Noah Gregson. So I almost ended up nailing both picks last week. And I was like very close to that. <laughs> that would have been pretty impressive. If I was able to pull yeah. that off. But uh definitely I I know with how wacky the end of that race got, Anthony Alfredo was got up there with fresh tires after a few of those restarts. And man, like that's one of the like that should have been Anthony Alfredo's race. You know, you, you're up there with fresh tires and have a chance to get in the playoffs, like he definitely should have found a way to win that race. I mean, the fact he didn't take the front row to me. With fresh tires was pretty mind-boggling.
0: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what happened there. I'd have to go back and rewatch everything. But uh, no, definitely like you said, a wild race. Uh, it seemed like anytime someone got out to the lead, they'd either spin or, or have an issue on pit road, or so there was no dominant car all day. I mean, there was a bunch of people shuffling it up through there to the lead, um, and and you had Ty Gibbs making contact with a former teammate and Daniel Hemrick. There coming off turn four. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um he had Tiger slide down to the infield and it ended up coming back to a good finish.
1: Same uh, same had dimension to too, not to cut you off, but Brandon Brown had a spin too, and I believe he was a lap or two down and bounced back to come home eleven. So Yeah, definitely a solid
0: day. I, I was kind of frustrated at the time when he spun because he, I mean, I know you got to stay on the lead lap, and I'd, I'd have to go back and relook to see how close the pace car was, but he definitely, I feel like, was going too fast to get to pit road, and the tire ended up coming apart on him and, and tore the fender off of it on the right side there. So definitely to see that, but nice rally comeback for, for Brandon there. Um, love to see our guy doing well. Um, and that, that's almost back-to-back top tens to start the year. That's, that's definitely what you want out of that organization.
1: Yeah, we know the playoff battle is going to be tight, and they're definitely going to look to be a factor in that if they can't get a win. So they're uh, they certainly need to keep clicking off top ten finishes, and you know find a way to get stage points when they can. And you always have to, to maximize these points because you know every point's going to matter when it gets down to it. With 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 how this playoff is set up, and luck, that team's going to be oh, you got me, uh, you got me yeah. now.
0: Yeah, he talked about how,
1: well, how important the stage points were. Yeah. And, and, you know, a team like that being, you know, right balls deep in that playoff battle, they're going to need to maximize every point they can get, whether it's getting stage points, whether it's getting good finishes. And they weren't able to get any stage points on Saturday, obviously, but to rally and, and come home 11th in a race where I think uh, the cautions and the way the end of that race played out really broke their way. That's huge. And And for these smaller teams, you know, there's 11 or 12 cars that in in the Xfinity series that on speed should be the playoff cars and then these guys like the our motorsports trio of Alfredo, Brett Moffitt and Jeb Burton, Jeremy Clements, Brandon Brown, Kyle Weatherman in the 92, you know you go down the line and and those are guys who want to make the playoffs and if they're going to make the playoffs, they either need to find a way to win a race, which is what we mentioned with, uh, excuse me, Anthony Alfredo. And he wasn't able to do that when he was in prime position to do so. And that might have been his one chance to make the playoff. But for those other guys, if you're going to make it, you've got to maximize every point you can get and hope that, for example, I'm not saying this is a guy that's going to miss the playoffs by any means, but like Sheldon Creed and Brandon Jones came home 32nd and 33rd. Landon Castle for college came home last, so they had a something break early in their car. So, you know, guys like that and those top teams having issues and DNFs, if, if you're in those smaller teams and looking to get in, you just need to be consistent and click off stage points and click off good finishes. So to circle back around, like Brandon Brown coming home 11th on a day like that, that was just a bounce back and a rally that team really needed.
0: No doubt, uh, and you mentioned it, we'll we'll uh, get to the whole Brandon Jones situation here in just a little bit, but yeah, we'll go back to Alfredo, and, and I know people are kind of giving him a hard time, but I think at that point, because they had like two or three cautions after they put tires on, so I think it was just one of those things where the tires kind of equaled out more than anything, um, and, and he didn't want to go up there and make a fool of himself by by wrecking or wrecking somebody, you know.
1: to me, the the biggest thing for me was him not electing to start on the front row. Because if you have fresher tires, whether they've equaled out a bit or not, and you get on the front row, you're going to be able to drive it in deeper than a guy on older tires. And I think he turned down a prime opportunity to get on the front row and just drive it in deeper than the lead car with fresher tires. And I I don't know why. And I don't even want to blame.
0: You kind of count it contradict yourself because do we really want Anthony Alfredo who who you seem to think has a lack of talent right
1: that's a harsh way to put it but yeah I
0: I don't think we want Anthony Alfredo going in there and and sending it balls deep but I mean I told I get it I mean it's one of those things where it's like damned if you do damned if you
1: don't but even Uh, if he wrecks even if he wrecks you know that
0: Unless he going for it. so I don't, I don't know. So, like, I see what they're thinking, and we'd have to on to to really get an idea. I haven't heard any expert, but yeah, yeah, definitely. You you think in that situation, you take the front row and send it, but um, yeah, I guess just I
1: mean, for a team like I think it, for, for a team like that, that like, that's like that. That might oh, be no, their man, one just, chance to get in the playoff this year. About, you like, mentioned
0: those guys who are, are like wild cards. It's like you got to maximize those opportunities when they're there. And that was definitely an opportunity that was like, there for we, them to go out and steal a win.
1: We talk about Brandon. That's our guy. And, like, if Brandon is in that situation, he's starting on the front row and – That he's either bringing home a a checkered flag or driving that thing in a turn one and ended up on a record. Like, if that's Brandon Brown in that situation. Right.
0: I don't know. This is one of those things, but yeah. Um, I guess we can get to the Brandon Jones situation. Um, Created a beach there in California.
1: I've never, has like, have you ever seen, I've never, have you ever? Cause I have never, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I've never yeah. seen that happen.
0: Go back to Dover, I want to say like uh, that, like mid two thousands. Uh, Matt Kenseth, I believe, did this, and sand went everywhere. Um, not not like this, where you hit it sideways. But Matt Kenseth, we know Dover Pit Road, getting down to Pit Road there is really tough to see, and Matt Kenseth plowed into the barrels there. This is a situation where Brandon Jones spun coming off Turn Four, and. Uh, You could see him trying to wheel it and gas it up to avoid the barrels, but just inevitably hit them and kind of hit them in a good spot. It was right behind the right rear tire. Uh, Yeah, right rear tire. And uh, so luckily it didn't hit in the door because I think that would have been a a really, really big hit had it hit in the door for him. But definitely created a hell of a mess. And, And I didn't even realize at the time I had to ask the group, that uh i was like oh they they didn't finish the race i was like oh
1: shit no i said the same thing dude i left the pizza place and you said something about overtime and i was like wait what like because like i was making like my family was ready to go and i was like nah we're not going to till the the race is over and then that happened i thought they took the white i was like oh that's the end of the race we can go now
0: it it was definitely like one of those uh situations like the truck race at daytona where it was like few feet away from them taking it. I know that. It was definitely very, very close. I thought they had taken it, but I guess they didn't by the time NASCAR threw it. So, yeah, we ended up having a, what, 45-minute cleanup there.
1: It was long. Um, Yeah, I I was waiting. It It
0: gave me time to go get dinner, so I
1: I wasn't complaining. I was waiting to go to the bar for that race to end, and I told a guy. I just remember like, I told him, I was like, yeah, I'll be there in, like, 10 minutes. And then, like, that clean <laughs> – and he's like, dude, where the an hell hour, are you? An hour 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, he's like, dude, where the hell are you? And I thought I was like, I'll be – I kept, like, I texted him back, like, three times. I was like, I'll be there in a few. I'll be there in a few. I'll be there in a few. I was waiting for that race then. Yeah. So but that yeah, was
0: definitely funny. a mess. But, uh, yeah, I guess that set us up for the green-white checkered finish there. And old cold Custer got her
1: done. And that looked – man, Noah – like, Noah Gregson had a, a really bad stop and got back to what – and I was watching with the sound off, so I don't know what exactly happened on that pit stop. But I just remember he was back in, in 12th, and I was like, well, Noah's not winning this race. That's Like, my family doesn't – like, they don't follow NASCAR like I do. And I was like, oh, he's not winning this race now. And then by the second lap, like, my brother's like, oh uh, – I think you're wrong, and because he had already driven back up to like second place, like so, I don't know. If, did they did they maybe have like did everybody else take two and they took four or something, or did he just wheel it?
0: Uh, I'm not I'm not really sure what what happened there on the pit stop sequence. Like I said, I have to go back and watch, but definitely we know Noah's a hell of a wheel man, and, and if anybody's gonna get it done from 12th to second, it's gonna be Noah.
1: I was about to say like. That was, he's having a hell of an impressive two weeks as far as just like that restart and get like passing 10 or 11 cars in one lap and then that save at Daytona. Like he's definitely showing off his, uh, his, his, uh, wheelmanship, we'll say these past yeah. couple weeks. So
0: we head to his home track this weekend and he's probably look, I mean, he's gone third, second, and probably looking to win this weekend. So, that team's definitely firing on all cylinders, and and we know hell, Noah's a hell of a wheel man. So, yeah, I think they'll be strong for the rest of the year. And I, th- I believe he was my championship pick, so
1: I-, I love it. Yeah, you had him, and I had Noah, or or I had uh, Justin. Sorry. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see what happens there. But nevertheless, just a really fun man. The Xfinity series is so great. <laughs> like, I mean. I, I love the Xfinity Series, man. It's so fun. It's going to be a fun year, man. Like, you know, the last couple of years, like, for example, last year, and obviously Daniel Hemrick won the championship, but, like, every week we knew, like, you know, Austin Cindrick was the best car. And, like, he was always going to be tough to beat. And, like, the year before that, it was, like, Austin and it was Chase Briscoe. And, like, we had those guys who, like, just dominated and won. Like, I mean, I think – austin won like seven last year and aj won a bunch and then the year before that it was briscoe and austin i i don't do you think there's gonna be one guy that just like takes home all those checkered flags this year because to me i I just get the feeling it's not gonna be that kind of year and we're gonna see a lot of parody and you know a lot of different winners
0: yeah um it, that's definitely a possibility. we see its this is the year we finally get a bunch of different winners in the Xfinity series. but also we we just talked about how good Noah's been going. Uh, maybe Noah's the one to step up and and take those wins this year.
1: yeah, obviously there's there's guys who could do it. maybe Noah, maybe Ty Gibbs, you know, maybe AJ again, Daniel Hemrick, if he goes on on a bender. you know there's there's endless names that could be that guy, but to me, it, and like it, it's very early it's two races into the season so it's too early to say like one way or another but I, I i get the vibe it's gonna be that kind of season where you know we get a lot of parody and a lot of different you know we've seen a lot of years where there will only be like you know three or four series regulars that have a win going in the playoffs i don't think it's gonna be that kind of year i think we're gonna see a lot of different runners yeah definitely could um but, and we saw a cup driver win this weekend, so I guess uh, there goes that. Yeah,
0: to, to circle back around to that point, uh, we talked about that it was basically a Stuart Haas car, um, which I know you're, you're a big uh, big Riley Herbst supporter, we'll say. <laughs> so and, uh, it definitely has got to be a wake-up call to that guy when when a cup guy comes down and, and gets in the car and goes out and shows what a Stuart Haas car is capable of doing in the series. Uh, and then you got the regular car that runs week in week week in and week out um running probably 15th every week um
1: jeez it's I, definitely a wake
0: up call for that for him and probably that organization
1: you know i i, I know i kind of shit on riley at times and like i but for for all intentions he seems like a good dude and like i don't mean it from like but that dude you know just no, does I mean, not whatever, get it done. Well,
0: like what you've been saying this whole time has basically been proven this weekend. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, I
0: said we never we never had anything to compare him to. And we're like, dang, is the Stuart Hoskars really that bad now? Or, or
1: I mean, he would have missed he, the playoffs last year if Michael Annette didn't get hurt.
0: Right. Oh, I mean, I said it's Just everything you've been saying was proven this weekend. So definitely a wake-up call for him, I think, coming. Uh, now that you said you have this guy out there. And it sounds like Cole Custer is going to – uh, have a couple more races in the this year in that Bobby Doddard 07 car, so we'll have to see how that plays out.
1: I mean, he but, couldn't yeah. even he couldn't even win. Like I think he won two races in Gibbs Arca equipment, and like Ty Gibbs drove that car last year. And how many? Like he dominated that series last year. I don't know like what his total amount of wins was, but it was like crazy. He dot like he won like half the races there, and then right. I think Riley won like a race or two for <laughs> them.
0: So, yeah, definitely needs to get it together if he's going to stay at that organization. So,
1: yeah, um, I guess monster monster likes him. So, yeah,
0: we'll have to see how it plays out. But that's about all I got for the Xfinity series last weekend. I said it took me a minute to kind of think of it because, hell, it's been a week now.
1: Was that the same car that Briscoe drove at Charlotte last year when he almost slash probably should have won? Uh I believe so. I remember you remember that race that's where we were like we could not find his scanner channel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I just remember it was it was that same kind of thing. And I think it was like the same car where dominated the race uh Stuart Haas car for a smaller team and ended up falling apart in the end for him, but not in this case for Cole Custer. So and good for Cole, you know. He needs, to, he needs a bounce back year and cup, and hopefully that's the the vault he needs to get some momentum going to get back in victory lane.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely Cole Custer looking for a bounce back year and cup. Uh, I feel like he's kind of gotten like – he, he's flying under the radar to me. I mean, he had a win back in, what, 2020? Um, and then we know Stuart Haas was down – really all around the whole organization last year with the rule changes that NASCAR made. Uh, So I know that whole organization is really looking to bounce back
1: with this new car. Um, He won the Rookie of the Year in 2020 and and got that win, but that win covered up what was not a great season for him. Like, he would have been pretty far down in points if he didn't get that win. And then that win got him, in, which is – I feel like they need to have a separate system for Rookie of the Year. And regular points because he kind of won Rookie of the Year by default by getting that win because right. he was in the playoffs. And Christopher Bell and somebody else was in that battle too. Reddick. Christopher but Bell still you Redick. can't discount it. I mean, a
0: win's a win in the Cup Series. It wasn't a rain shortened. wasn't nothing like that. I mean, he went out on a – I mean, it was a late race restart, but he went out and sent it, you know. so Oh,
1: I'm not discounting that win at that. all. I'm not discounting that win at all. I'm just – Saying that they should well, no, have I, a different. I know
0: what you mean. I, like you said, by default, I mean,
1: if you get a win as a rookie, it automatically
0: basically because you as the rookie of the year because nobody else got a
1: win. But it was him, I, I, I it was what him...
0: saying it needs to be two different systems. But
1: yeah, it was him I Bell. Got... It was him Bell and Reddick is what I was saying, and and uh, like he was third of those three guys. If right, if not for that win, that's why I was saying that.
0: Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. I think, uh, uh, Bell even was in the playoffs, so.
1: I don't think not look. Bell did not, none of those guys made it. That's what I was saying. That's why Cole won it. Cause he, he got in the playoffs with that win and those other two guys outran him. But cause I think, I think Reddick would have won it if Custer didn't make the playoff.
0: I got you. All right. Well, yeah, I guess that wraps up the Xfinity series. I don't know if you got any more about it.
1: Yeah, no, it was, it was awesome. Uh, like we said, joking around before, hell of a professional program we're running here. We've, yeah. had, we've had to make like six different segments here of you running through dead zones while you're driving. So No, nah, I don't while. think that
0: was a dead zone. I think it's like, you know how it is with the app. It's real fickle. If Like you clicked the video earlier. I think I just closed out the app on accident. And <laughs> I said real professional programming over here. So, yeah, let's get on with this Cup Series stuff.
1: Oh, speaking of professional program, we can touch real quick on our new uh, sponsorship deal. You wanna? Uh,
0: nah, yeah. nothing's nothing's inked yet. We'll uh, oh, okay. stay tuned though. There's some big things coming.
1: We'll okay, that. okay, I like that. A little tease. A little
0: tease for everybody. Uh, like I said when, when everything comes official, and uh, we'll uh, then we'll make the announcement. And yeah.
1: All right. Well, the cup race. So I I was an idiot. First off, what an idiot of the week! Shout out door bumper clear. Uh, goes to me for booking a flight during the cup race uh, with no regard. So, didn't think about that. But I ended up seeing in the L.A. Like, I saw, like, lap one to, like, lap 80. Like, I watched it on the plane up until, like, the moment the plane was in the air and my phone lost our reception. And then... So, you're like, saying
0: you weren't on airplane mode?
1: I was not on airplane mode. Did break the rules. <laughs> Using 5G, too. So... Might have brought
0: the FFA, the FFA is definitely coming after you. you Ho- this.
1: Hopefully, they're not listening. Hopefully, the FFA isn't like big rose one through ten guys. If <laughs> They are, we're in trouble.
0: Yeah, but no, I know you texted us, I guess, when you bought again, and you were like, you
1: I was still in the air when that happened, by the way.
0: Yeah, and I That's what I was like. You're like, I'm still in the air, and I'm like, okay, he's clearly not using airplane mode. <laughs>
1: Hell no, But, uh,
0: yeah, I can't remember what lap that was. I'd have to look at my text through the group there. But, yeah, I feel like that was, like, maybe 20-some laps to go, 24 laps to go, I think.
1: Yeah, it was – I honestly thought the race was over from the way you guys were talking because, like, you said something about Logano, and I thought – and then Drew was like, hate that for Reddick. And in my head, like, the story I was telling in my head was Logano passed Reddick for the win. God and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, we one. That's what I was thinking in my head. And then that's when I asked if it was over. And you were like, nah, 20-something to go. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, you saw
0: when everything got real juicy, I guess, there towards the end. But, no, what a fantastic race. Uh, I think everybody was maybe a bit nervous in the industry going into this with the first, uh, I hate to use the term real racetrack, but as a Kyle Busch fan, I think everybody knows what i mean by real racetrack it's not speedway racing but yeah it, it put on a hell of a show uh really all weekend you had drivers i i was actually asleep taking a nap saturday afternoon when practicing qualifying were going on but woke up to a bunch of notifications about how much of a a shit show that was and, and more more kind of followed on sunday uh but it was to the point where it wasn't too much of a, a mess you know it was just like you had drivers and and that's really what you want to see you want these cars one of the hardest cars to drive in America yeah
1: they wanted cars that were hard to drive the drivers wanted it the fans wanted it and we got it and and i was i said to you guys like i said it jokingly but i'm i'm like very concerned that like it's going to turn into like drivers and fans bitching like oh this is stupid the drivers can't drive the cars anymore like i hope well, no, it doesn't it, go that
0: it's not going to go there because it's not that they can't drive them. It's just that the edge it is so small that that it's just like one little mistake, and you're around. Versus before, if you were like sideways coming out of a corner, you could kind of hang on to it, even with the like with the high horsepower. You know what I'm saying? It's just drivers are gonna have to get a feel for the new low-profile tires and how much side force they have when they start sliding these things around. It, it, it won't be this bad in a few weeks. So Everybody will get a grasp of it, and
1: i will become normal. If I hear a driver bitch at any point that the cars are too hard to drive, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Yeah, right. it's not going
0: to happen. They'll never hear
1: it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, ne- nevertheless, uh, you're 100% right. Like, we've got exactly what we wanted, and, uh, well, Speaking of which, and I guess this is a good transition, too. We're talking about drivers and fans. Better not hear them bitching. There was one caller after the race on Sunday on Sirius who called Steve Toast and said uh, he's not watching NASCAR anymore, and the new car ruined the sport because they can't tow the cars because of the flat tires. Yeah. That, that <laughs> he's, he said I... that he said that's it. He's not watching NASCAR anymore because they can't tow the cars. <laughs> like <laughs>
0: I mean, that is definitely an issue, and NASCAR is aware of it. Um, they're, they're looking at solutions for that. Uh, and and I, I, we knew that there would be car. so it's just one of those things you're going to have to work through. Uh, what gets me about it is it seems like NASCAR knew well in advance before, like, the fans knew. I mean, the fans knew, come Daytona, okay, yeah, we got some issues with getting the cars off the racetrack when they get a flat tire. But NASCAR had to have known this problem months ago when when we were testing it. So, I feel like they've kind of just been lax on the situation and haven't really looked at a, a solution. So, hopefully they come up with something sooner. I know they are sticking with the towing protocols at Vegas, which the only problem with that is you lose, I mean, at Fontana, guys were losing four or five laps.
1: And they're tearing up back. the cars, too.
0: Right. So, I mean, as I said, Kyle Busch managed to come back. But, yeah, he was four or five laps down from an early spin where he just got some flat tires. So, definitely well, hate it for that. But it's also, I mean, don't spin out, you know? Yeah.
1: Spinning I, I out agree. should
0: have, should have consequences. I mean, not to this degree, but definitely, I think, to, to some degree. So
1: Well, I don't necessarily agree with that just because, like, there's circumstances, like, if you're trying to avoid a wreck and you spin out. Like, yeah. You know, it's not always, like, if you spin out, you just ran out of talent. Like, there's certain situations where, like, spinning out is, like, the right move. Like I said, if you're trying to avoid a wreck. That's prime example. If it's, if it's slide through the grass or wreck, you're sliding through the grass. And that's why I say it's, it's not necessarily like, oh, just don't spin out. Like, there's times, like, spinning out is a good thing. So... Uh, this is
0: something they're going to have to get fixed, and I, I expect a solution in the next few weeks.
1: I was going to ask. Know what that
0: the, fix is, but I expect the, one.
1: That's what I was going to ask. Like, do you have us because I have what I think the solution is going to be, at least my prediction. I don't know if you have one,
0: but – Let's hear yours.
1: I, I think what's going to end up happening, and it might not be popular in the industry, I don't think fans would really care. I think we're going to end up bringing back ride height rules. And Goodyear is going to make a tire with an inner liner, And the cars aren't going to be as sealed off well, to the track. I, that
0: yeah. like I, said, I think it definitely has to do with something, something with the, the inner liner. Liner. Um, I mean, James gave Goodyear over a million dollars this weekend in tires. So you guys can do something with that million dollars and figure out how to get an interliner in this tire. It's definitely doable, I mean, we don't know yet, but the state, so, hopefully they don't see that, but hopefully they do have a solution in the next few weeks. You got one car spin, and it takes 10-15 minutes.
1: Yeah. And you kind of turned into a robot there for a second. Hopefully it recovers quick, but uh, we'll we'll keep it moving. But uh, um, what I was going to yeah, I, I know the crew chiefs and engineers and maybe even the drivers will fight back a lot because obviously they want these cars slammed to the ground to get as much speed out of them as possible. And we don't want to go back to, like, the, the days of tech and, like, measuring, like, the car and, like, and then we have a car fail inspection because, you know, they got damage. And then during their burnout or something, and we're like, oh, this car is fucking two inches, too, or two, you know, I was just throwing out a number, but like too low and gets thrown out because of that. And then the team argues it's because of race damage. That could turn into a shit show. But I think that'll honestly be the solution over, uh, um, in, that's the only way we're gonna get interliners into these tires, unless they come up with something else. It's gonna be getting these cars off the ground. Yeah.
0: We'll so have to see how how it plays out. Uh, I mean, another issue that's seemed to crop up is is overheating. I know the Toyotas have had a problem the past couple weeks with overheating, and, and you saw when Kyle Busch had a spin. Um, shout got out the leaf blower. Yeah, I mean, they had a bunch of debris up in the grill and in the radiators. Uh, So definitely some some growing pains that they're going to have to work through with this new car. But as far as on-track product and the racing, it's been damn good.
1: I mean, we we talk about the tire issues and the the car being good. How about Kyle Busch and Daniel Hemrick, both coming back from what? Both of them five, six laps down to finish. Hemrick in the top ten. And then Kyle Busch, like, 14th.
0: Yeah, solid days for those guys. Definitely just keep grinding and see see how the cards fall. I mean, that's what you got to do. And we talked about it with the Xfinity Series, that every point matters. And then you jump to the Cup Series. I mean, these guys, everybody's good. It's so cutthroat in the Cup Series. So, really, every point matters. So, yeah, shout out to those crews for working hard and fighting through the issues they had and and those drivers for having a cool mind and and – staying cool throughout the race to get back on the lead lap. and
1: Yeah, for those guys to get back on the lead lap from five, six laps down from as far back as they were was certainly was impressive. And, and for Daniel Hemrick, you know, college racing, a team new to Cup and him trying to earn his way back into a Cup ride. We know he had one season in Cup that didn't go his way for RCR. And he, he doesn't, you know, he has nine races for a this year in Cup. And he certainly needs to be impressive in those opportunities. And so far, absolutely killing it. And we can say that certainly from his run on Sunday to, to bounce back from those issues that weren't of his doing to rally back, finishing the top ten. Those are the kinds of runs he needs to secure a cup ride, you know, next season or down the road, hopefully, whether it's for colleague or for another team. They're going to look at runs like this and see the kind of driver he is and, and be impressed
0: yeah, I mean, he even put out a tweet saying and he couldn't believe that he'd ever finish in the top 10 after being an X amount of laps down, especially in a cup race. So, definitely cool to see for those two guys and those two teams. Uh, those are the kind of days you're going to have to have grinded out uh, to win a championship. But, yeah, uh, I guess we can move on later into the race. We had kind of, I guess we can talk about the Redick and Byron incident. Um you had Tyler Reddick, who was dominated on the day. Led just under half of the race, 90 uh, some laps on the day. He led just a really freak situation. I guess he cut a tire in the middle of turns one and two, and uh, he, he was keeping it up high against the wall. And, and we know we've already talked about how much these cars are on edge. And Willie B. I guess tried him, got it loose, and then when it and it. Fired, it corrected, corrected itself right into Tyler Reddick and took him out after after he ha- was having a great day. Um, I know that tire, flat tire would have probably cost him. So. Um, uh, but, but how long has it been since we've had that happen where the leader can have something happen, you know, before these cars were bulletproof. So kind of kind of a cool element to see that kind of playing back into NASCAR. kind of felt old school. Um, but, yeah, it was just a, a weird situation.
1: Man, in our race day, I was gonna say in our race day pickems, I know you were trying to stick up for Willie B a little bit, but man, what the hell was that? Like,
0: I said, they showed one angle where you could see it snapped loose, and it's like as soon as he corrected it, he it was just he it pushed him right into Tyler Reddick.
1: But why are you not going like multiple lanes down to avoid that car? Like he was still running very, you know, if anything barely a lane under
0: three lanes down and that's why it looks so severe
1: i'll have to go back you'd have
0: to go back and see that one angle of it man that one angle they showed perfectly of what happened
1: because yeah i'll 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 have to go back and see the angles and maybe it wasn't his fault as as much as i'm saying but just from the angle on tv where well no that
0: one that one angle where it's super close up it looks like what the heck how could he even hit him at that that degree you know yeah. So, no, I said, I, I definitely will stick up for Willie B in that situation. It's a new car. He's learning how it handles. And I said he just snapped loose at the worst possible time. <laughs>
1: yeah. It, if it is indeed, like, he did everything right and just snapped loose, that is some of the most horrible luck I've ever seen.
0: Oh, no, it really is. I was thinking about it today, like, how bad of a start to the season Willie B's had getting taken out of Daytona, freak accident, not really his fault, just gets hit going down the back stretch. And then this past weekend, like I said, just literally got loose at the worst possible time. I mean, I think even if he – if Tyler Riker wasn't there, Willie B was going into the wall, you know what I'm saying?
1: Currently, you were saying horrible start of the season for Willie B, currently sitting behind Jacques Villeneuve, Garrett Smithley, BJ yeah. McLeod, and Cody Ware in points.
0: I didn't even look at points or even, like, I didn't, I didn't look at that. I'm just, just thinking back Daytona, gets wrecked, and then this past weekend kind of wrecks himself. So, definitely a really tough start for Willie. Looking to bounce back uh, come this weekend at Las Vegas. He ran really good there in the fall, so.
1: There's a few guys now that have had wrecks in the first couple races and are behind the eight ball with really strong teams. Denny Hamlin, William Byron are two of the big ones, obviously, but – you know, also Harrison Burton, Ross Chastain, Christopher Bell, currently the last three drivers in cup points. So all those guys with and really strong cars, strong teams behind the eight ball to start the season with, with Rex in the first two races.
0: Yeah, real quick while you're talking about points, uh, I saw a little nugget today on Twitter that this is the first time in NASCAR history that a rookie has led the points for more than a single week. Um, it dates back to, to like, September 28th of 2002 when Jimmy Johnson had the lead for one week. Uh, So, you got Austin Sendrick Mm. now leading the points for two straight weeks. So, that was pretty neat to see. Um, Pretty wild stat there.
1: Um, Yeah, he's doing a good job. I don't know why people are – it seems – I'm not just saying lead the points, but, to like, people seem like – they're like, oh, wow, like, Austin – like, I thought having – just because I say, like, I remember me and you did our playoff predictions and you didn't have him in, and I'm not saying that to, like, jump on you, but, like, like, on the teardown, Jeff Gluck and, and Jordan Bianchi, like, neither of them had Austin Sendrick in the playoffs. And I'm just kind of thinking, why? Like, he's in a Penske car. He, you know, he had an extra year of experience in Xfinity. You know, he ran four years in Xfinity. Why is he –
0: good chunk of the cup series last year i want not say a good chunk but definitely a handful of races so like
1: why were people not expecting austin Cedric to the, you know run well stacked,
0: bro i mean i said i just didn't expect austin Cindrick. certainly nobody expected austin Cedric to come out this strong
1: yeah i didn't think he would be this strong uh, but, but i'm I, saying I said, just, if the
0: field is just stacked uh so no I, I, he's definitely capable i'm not surprised that he's running this well but i'm like a little surprised that he you know what i'm saying
1: yeah, for sure. Surprised,
0: but I'm not surprised, and that's kind of how Bianchi was. He's like, yeah, if this guy steals a win, he could, you know, what I'm saying he could, he could be a threat to be the playoffs, and obviously he is now. So
1: he was a guy. I came into the but year.
0: he still hasn't made the playoffs yet.
1: Like, I didn't do like race by race. Well, he has. He won a race.
0: Well, not necessarily because he could still win a race and, and not make the playoffs.
1: Well, okay, all right. It's, it's true. We had the same argument last year. Is this? Well, <laughs> but
0: I'm just saying he hasn't made the playoffs yet. It's
1: there fact. will never be more than 16 winners. It is never going to happen.
0: Like, we'll find out, bud.
1: Never. Never. That will never happen.
0: But either way. Yeah, Austin is
1: pretty good. It, if that ever All happens. Right,
0: yeah, let's move on. Let's get to the uh, chase. I'll motor, buy you a hooker drama. if that
1: ever happens.
0: What did you think about Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson?
1: <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Like, if, if we ever get more than 16 winners, All right, I will... we got
0: it. We got it. It's not going it. to happen. Okay.
1: Move on. All right. Damn. Uh, Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Larson and a spotter fucked up. <laughs> For,
0: yeah. I mean, uh, everybody's making it out to be like it was intentional, but there was definitely no intent there. I mean, it was a late call by the spotter. Well,
1: that's what I'm saying. They, they messed up. It wasn't intent, but they, they messed up. Like,
0: Yeah, and it just sucks that it's his teammate. But we've also seen that those two guys raced the piss out of each other. I mean, you go back to Martinsville last spring. I remember them two basically beating each other's bumpers off and, and not giving an inch to each other. And then you go back to the – I believe it was the Coke 600 last year when you had Kyle Larson and uh, Chase Elliott racing down pit road side by side. and And – Kyle made Chase lift. So, uh, I definitely see them being – there's a little bit of a tiff there, I think. I think more than people want to say there is.
1: Well, I think that that goes back – I mentioned this on the podcast last year, one of the times we were talking, but there was a race a few years ago, I remember, when Larson still drove for Ganassi and Chase still drove the 24. Where it was Chase, the
0: all-star race.
1: Yeah. The all-star and
0: opened when they raced the piss out of each other and wrecked each other coming through the checker. It
1: I don't even think it was – I just remember there was this one time where it was on Radioactive. I don't even – I don't think it's what you're referencing there because I think it's after Chase. I think it was 2017 range where it was a – it might have been Martinsville. And Chase was like, I don't know what the fuck this guy's problem is with me, but he always races me like a dickhead and like went off. No
0: doubt. As I said, it's tough being two superstars in the same stable. Um it's, like I said, they're both alpha alpha dogs, and they both want to be number one. So, it's not a surprise, but I don't think it's anything to to dwell on. They'll have it sorted out by this weekend in Las Vegas. it's uh, Just two dudes right there.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, the, those guys are going to race each other hard. It's like this, the same with Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson all those years. And, I mean, maybe Kyle and Chase had milk and cookies this week. Who knows? All yeah, I mean, that,
0: I, oh, that was uh, Chad and Jimmy, but yeah, yeah. it applies to the situation, for sure. Yeah, and I, um, well, as I said, I, I don't think it'll get ever too too heated on track. Um, like I said, you hear the, the radio active, and it'll be spicy. I'm sure this past week it was. I didn't go back and rewatch it yet, but I'm sure it was spicy. Um, and then that's just heat of the moment kind of thing. People talk shit in the, in the moment, but they'll get it sorted out.
1: Yeah, and I think. Chase had every right to be upset there and like Larson made a mistake. And now what do you think about Larson? I was listening to Sirius after, and he like, what do you think about him? Like openly throwing his spotter under the bus. So I was, let me say real quick, I was listening to Sirius, So not a lot of people might've heard it cause it was on the radio, but he was doing this interview and he literally like cut himself off. And he was like, yeah, that's my spotter's problem. And like, he like, he said, like, probably – and he, like, cut himself off, and then was, like, paused for, like, five seconds because he realized, like, maybe I shouldn't be that blunt about it. And, like, I thought that was uh that was pretty interesting. But what do you think about all that, like, him not being afraid to kind of put that on his spotter?
0: Uh, I mean, it kind of was. If you go back and listen to the real-time audio of it, which I've seen clips of, and the spotter never really called – that the, run, that the nine had a run coming down the front straightaway they were they were busy racing the 22 and, and was trying to get a side draft off of him and then the next thing you know spotters saying outside 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 uh and it's just one of those moves where it's too late when the spotter called it you know so it, technically it is on the spotter but i i don't think i mean yeah you hate to see that for, if you're the spotter you never want to get called out by by somebody on um, in public but this is something they're going to have to work through. These cars, it's all new for everybody. The runs are huge. I mean, that run Chase Elliott had when the two, uh, the five and the 22 were racing each other was insane. So, this is one of those things you're going to have to keep in mind when when you're racing somebody, that the run in third place is, is very quick.
1: Yeah, for sure. But I, it's going to be interesting to follow the Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott relationships for the next next few races. And, months and years honestly because these guys are gonna be teammates for years and we know they're both gonna be championship contenders for years like i had them both in my championship four this year we know they were both in the championship four last year and racing each other for the championship so it's gonna go away and whether these guys are are buddies or not and i don't think they they dislike each other because i mean they are racing sprint cars and stuff together so you know i don't think they dislike each other but there's definitely a an amount. Of, I don't think they're they best buds either. You know, there's amount an amount of competitiveness there, and they're going to need to figure out how to coexist.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's hard to have friends on the racetrack when you're trying to beat everybody out there. You know what I mean? So when yeah. when they're racing, I'm sure they're not buddies, and, and they want to both win. So it's hard, and, and you can only have one winner. So this is one of those situations where when they both got the best equipment, they're going to be racing each other for the win. And situations like this may occur.
1: Yeah, for sure. But as far as Larson winning, I mean, not a lot to talk about there. Kyle Larson wins. Who's surprised? Nobody. So there's that. But what was surprising was some of the names. You know, Eric Jones ran strong all day. Daniel Suarez. Austin Dillon, who I don't think is a surprise. But, you know, him being up there, you know, he doesn't run up there consistently. but. My takeaway from that, and I put in the group chat right after the race, was the comment you know, those three names I mentioned Eric Jones, Daniel Suarez, Kyle, uh, or uh, Austin Dillon, RCR cars. Who's had this yep. car the longest? RCR. Yep. I, we talked there, about that in
0: our, in our pre, preseason preview. So, yeah, no surprise there, but also very surprising that it's, I should say, refreshing to see those names run up front. Uh, not really surprising, like I said, when, when they've had the car the longest. And obviously you had Hendrick Motorsports up there. Also Chase Elliott, and another reason he was mad is because going and rallied back like those guys who mentioned, Daniel Hemrick and Kyle Bush and rallied all the way back to to racing for the win. So,
1: I did say that, if like you're
0: in Chase Elliott shoes. That, that's definitely sour grapes if, if you're Chase Elliott, but it's a, it's a racing deal.
1: I did. Yeah, that's another one I put in the group chat. I remember when I first started watching it, and I was like, holy shit, how did Chase get back up here? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, good. that's certainly a good point for you to bring up. But, yeah, the, those cars running strong and RCR, you know, that, that's going to be a common trend. I, I feel like those guys are, are one step ahead of, of everybody else for having the car longest. And like I said in my preseason prediction, Austin Dillon was kind of my sleeper driver of the year. And I'll stick, like I said in there, I'll say it again, I think Austin Dillon's going to win multiple races this year. I, p- I picked him in our race day pickems on Sunday for last pick. I think I won another race, so got a flex there. Won the Daytona 500. Got last. You talk shit and said I had first pick. I should have won. Then I got last pick you and should've. I think I won again. I got last pick this week. Think I won again with Austin Dillon and Kevin Harvick both getting top tens. So
0: yeah, I mean, both of those guys actually ran like shit all day. Honestly, uh, Kevin Harvick wasn't inside the top ten until late there. Are you trying to say I got lucky again? No, I'm saying you had two (laughs) solid drivers. But, I mean, if you were to watch the race at halfway and had Austin Dillon and Kevin Harvick, you'd be like, damn, I didn't pick very good this week. But come the end of the race, they found their way to the front. Uh, And it's one of those attrition races. We talked about eight or nine different cautions, people spinning out. You had that multi-car wreck, Brad Keselowski, Bubba Wallace, uh, a few others tied up in that. But, yeah. Uh, it, was, it was definitely an interesting race. I'm excited for this weekend in Las Vegas, and it's already here, so I'm, I'm definitely excited for this weekend.
1: Hell yeah, man. Um, another shout-out to give real quick is, is Chase Briscoe. Got up there, led a bunch of laps. He was a factor. So, good start for him. We know he had a rough rookie year, so even though he won Rookie of the Year, still a rough rough run at it. So, uh, yeah, a
0: we know, good... know has kind of struggled last season, so.
1: Yeah, good run for good run for Chase Briscoe. I think he's another guy like we said with Cole Custer that's kind of under the radar after not having a good rookie season, but I, he's going to impress a lot of people, and I think he'll be a playoff contender this year. So good for him and a good start for them. Stewart Haas in general, they look like they might have they might be turning a corner and figuring out some of their issues they had. Yep. All right, well,
0: let's wrap this thing up with some picks here. Um, yeah, we we're going to. Go Tripleheader this weekend: Trucks this evening at 9 p.m. Friday night.
1: Wow, I forgot uh, the tomorrow truck. Tomorrow right? at
0: 4:30 or 4 4:30 or 4 somewhere in that ballpark is the Xfinity race, and then Sunday we cap it off with the uh, Penske 400 kicking off at 3:30. So uh, who, who you got? Actually, I want to start this week with trucks. Who ya? Kyle, you got? Bush, baby. Kyle Bush.
1: <laughs> Good pick. You went out on a limb there.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna pick this guy, but I want to give a huge shout out for um, uh, Halmer Motorsports. Todd Bodine returning to the Truck Series tonight.
0: Hell yeah! I mean, I've been talking about that all week. I was telling my boss. And he, he's, he's like, "What? Well, well, guys, I'm old old, him, like, yeah, He's got like five races or six races this year, so definitely cool to see him out there this this evening. Um, but who who you got winning tonight?
1: The onion is back, baby, but I'm not going to pick the onion tonight, although that would be so damn cool. Instead, I'm going to go with a guy. He won a truck race last year. He's looking to make an impression this year for David Gill and racing Ryan Priest. Parks it in Victory Lane. All right. I like it. What about
0: tomorrow afternoon?
1: And then. uh, Let me check real quick because I want to see who's running. I, I want to make. I know Kyle Busch isn't running because he retired, obviously. Um,
0: we'll then, we'll see if there's up, any I'll notable Cup
1: drivers. Ryan Truex is in the 18.
0: Okay. Why, why, why you Who'd up, you say? I'm gonna, pick, I'm gonna pick Noah Gregson.
1: All right, there you go, Noah Gregson. I, I was thinking about picking him too, but
0: he's looking to go. Three for three with top threes. He finished third at Daytona. Finished second last weekend. He's looking to get the win this weekend.
1: I will go with, I'll stick with the same trend as you, but lower that number by one and go Mr. Josh Berry. Gets nice. his first win of the season.
0: Solid pick. be interesting to see how uh, old Ryan Truex runs in the uh, 18 there. It's kind of neat. You got the Truex boys both in the Gibbs camp. And that's been a long time coming. So that's cool to see. I'm excited to watch him in the eighteen tomorrow. But uh, yeah, let's go to Sunday. Who you got Sunday?
1: Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Hmm. Viva Las Vegas. Oh man, you're putting the man. I picked first, last one. You're picking first this one.
0: All right, I've been. I've been riding this guy's train for all all season. I can't remember who I picked on the podcast last week or if I even picked him in the 500. But he's had a really strong run to the start of the year. Uh, they kind of got – we didn't really touch on it, but they, they had pit troubles throughout the last weekend in California and should have got a top – probably a top
1: five. Ah, uh, you're going robot again on us. Huh? All right, say your whole piece again. You went robot again on us, so say your whole piece all about right, the cup right. race again. There you go. Picked him last week too. You're you're all gonna get him right. one of There's these weeks, aren't what I was you? I,
0: I've been riding this guy for a while. Hate,
1: he's kind of struggled with. We're definitely fast. I will go with. Uh, I think I've hinted at it. I might as well put my money where my mouth is. Little Dale, Mister Austin Dillon, brings the number three to victory lane in Las Vegas. Nice,
0: man. Yeah,
1: it was a a grind, man, but we got it done. I think
0: it's minutes away from my destination, so we we've grinded it out here. And
1: anybody. Anybody who listens to this bullshit to the end is, like, our true fan. Like, I'm serious. If anybody actually is listening at this point, please, like, send us a tweet and let us know, like, you're our true fan. Like, you know, in fact, if anybody – just because we didn't pick a winner because we didn't get a lot of entries. If anybody listens to this point and tweets us and they're like, hell, yeah, grinded it through, rows one through ten. The the (laughs) The and Susie and the dirt part, hats. yeah in the sticker it's yours if you tweet us and you listen to this point it's yours <laughs> here we go hell yeah that was fun man but it's gonna be an awesome weekend of racing we'll talk to you later
0: yeah we'll see you out midweek